Hello everyone, welcome to the Memorial Heights Baptist Church Podcast. Here you'll find archived all of our previous messages dating back to late 2020. Our hope is that today's message would be encouraging to your walk with Christ. We also want to thank you for spending time listening today and encourage you to share these messages with a friend so they too might hear the Word of God. But for now, grab your Bible, open your ears, and let's get to it. Something very important. But first, have you guys ever lost anything? Anybody had to look around for anything? Yeah? What did you lose, bud? You lost your two front teeth, right? But one of them's coming in, yeah. I, yes, I do remember that. We, we turned the living room upside down looking for SpongeBob, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, good. I bet we've all had that experience where we've lost something and we had to tear things apart to find it. Last Sunday night, I walked into my office and I put my hand in my pocket to get my flash drive out and I distinctly remembered that I put it in my pocket before we left the house and it wasn't in there. So I went outside, I looked around the car, I thought it must have fallen out of my pocket when I pulled my keys out. We drove home, I had my flashlight out, I'm looking in my driveway, where is my flash drive? I'm, 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 I'm kind of getting a little stressed. Yeah. Because I had, I had something, I, I was speaking at chapel on Monday at CCA, and my stuff was on there, and I hadn't backed it up because I had just finished it. And I had to start over. So, came back in on Monday, early Monday morning. I looked all around. I couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And I, finally, I gave up. I thought, it must, have, it must have got dropped somewhere, and I'll never see it again. And then I thought, I'm going to look one more time, and it was right here. And I found it. I said, thank you, Lord. I found my lost flash drive. Now, God's never lost anything, but do you know that God is looking for something? Do you know the Bible says that God is searching for something? Let me give you a hint. It's in John chapter 4, Jesus was talking with a woman at the well. And he told her that God is looking for something. Does anybody know what he was looking for? What God's looking for right now? Does anybody know? You want to guess? Well, that's a great guess. That's a great guess, and it's part of it. It's part of it, right? He is, he is our shepherd looking for that lost sheep. Let me read it to you. John chapter 4. Jesus said to the woman at the well, Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit, and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Jesus said God is looking for worshipers who will worship in spirit and truth. Now, what I want to do tonight is I want to take you to Psalm 100, and I want to show you what that means. What, what does it mean to worship God in spirit and in truth? And I want to show you the connection between worship and praise 
in Psalm 100. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 100. And I want to give you five words tonight. How many of you think you can, you can remember five words? You got it. All right. I know you can remember five words. <laughs> okay. How many of you think? All right. Thank you, bud. How many of you think you could remember maybe three words? Maybe you're not sure about five. We'll get, when we get to the last one, there's at least one I want to make sure you remember. But I want to show you five ways we must praise God. And in Psalm 100, God is going to reveal to us what worship, what praise in spirit and in truth really looks like. This was one of the first passages of Scripture that I ever memorized when I was a kid. When I was Elijah's age, I memorized this because I had a record. You guys know what a record is? Yeah, big, it's like a CD, only bigger. They sell them at Walmart now again, so maybe you guys know what a record is. But I had a record, and there was, there was a little kid on that record who, was re, who would read Psalm 100, and I'd listen to that over and over again, and I'd memorize Psalm 100 without trying. Here's what it says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Now, I'm just going to look at five words. We're not going to unpack this entire psalm tonight, but I want to give you five words from these five verses that I want us to latch on to because they're going to reveal to us what it means to worship God in spirit and truth. And that's what God is looking for. Now, God doesn't look for things like we do when, when, the, when we've lost them, right? Because God knows where everything is at all times. God sees everything. But God says this is what he's wanting us to become. He's looking for this in our hearts. Do we worship him the way he wants to be worshipped? Do we praise him? Here's the first word joyfully. If I'm going to praise God, I got to praise God joyfully. Make a joyful, what's the next word? Noise. How many of you guys like to get loud? Yeah. Let's hear it. How loud can you guys get? That was pretty good. That's it. Y'all say you want it. Y'all say you like to get loud and that's all I got. Come on, give me loud. I know you can get loud. Uh, yeah, all right. Save your voice. Save your voice. Now, I know some of you, you never get loud, right? That's just not you. You're not wired that way, and that's fine. So what I tell people is, listen, you got to max your dial. you got to max your dial. Some of you have a dial that goes to five. Some of you have a dial that goes to three. When you get excited, it's like, I'm happy. And some of you, your team scores a touchdown. Yes! Touchdown! Whatever your, whatever your dial is, you need to be able to max that for God. We shouldn't get more excited about a basketball game than we get about the God of the universe. We shouldn't get more excited about going to see our favorite movie, when I was younger, I mean, I'd, I'd stand in line. We went to midnight showings of movies. We'd stand in line. 
I remember we went to Lord of the Rings. I thought I was a Lord of the Rings fan until I got there and everybody else was dressed up. I wasn't dressed up as a character from the movie, but we were there waiting in line. I remember when the Star Wars, the, the uh, prequel trilogy came out, and we actually, we paid a friend of ours to stand in line and get our tickets because I was like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Um, I used to do, I get so excited about going to a movie. Why am I more excited about stuff like that than I am about God? God wants us to be joyful about Him. Now, here's the thing about joy. Happiness depends on what happens to you. That makes sense, right? If good things happen, I'm happy. If bad things happen, thank you, Bubby. You make me happy. Yes, thank you. Now go sit down. <laughs> Got a little assistant tonight. When good things happen, when your son comes and gives you a hug, that makes you happy. When bad things happen, like he doesn't want to go to sleep like last night, and he's up till 1030 and we're trying to get him to sleep, that makes you unhappy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Joy doesn't come from what happens to you. Joy comes from Jesus. And if you know Jesus, if you know he died for your sin... And you know he rose from the dead. And you know that because you called upon him and you asked him for forgiveness and you put your faith in him and you received his grace, his forgiveness, you have eternal life. You have a source of joy that, man, and I've seen it. I've seen it in some of your lives. I've seen it in other people's lives. In the midst of, you're in the hospital room, in the midst of a trial, you're at the funeral home, and yet you still have it, even through the tears, you have joy because you know Jesus, because you know that you have hope, even when the trials come. And see, God wants us to worship him joyfully. Here's the second word. The second word, willingly, willingly, worship God willingly in service with singing. Verse two says, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. I should want to serve God. I shouldn't Come to church because my wife made me, you know, Gigi's saying, honey, you're the pastor. You got to go. <laughs> you can't you can't be there. I know I'm I know you're going to be late, but at least you'll be there. We should want to serve God. We should want to sing. And praise him. Because of all he's done for us and because of all he's going to do and all he is doing right now. We should willfully serve him, joyfully worship God, joyfully praise God, joyfully and willingly in service with singing. Here's the third word. This is hard. Now it's starting to get hard because the third word is humbly. Know ye that the Lord, he is God it is he that made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. See, I have to recognize that I am completely dependent on God. He made me. He's my shepherd. That means I have to go where he tells me to go because he knows where the water is and he knows where the grass is and he knows how to take care of me. And what I think is I can do it myself, God. I can make decisions on my own. I got the strength. And wh where do you think you got your strength from? It all comes from God. 
And so I have to humble myself. And here's the awesome thing. The Bible says that God resists us when we're proud, but he gives grace to us when we're humble. And when we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand, he actually lifts us up. He actually will elevate us. He'll actually bless us. He'll, he'll talk about us the way that I talk about my son. I'm so proud of my son. You coming back? Come on, give me another hug. You need some water. Mommy's got your water. You run back there and get some water, okay? When we humble ourselves before God, He lifts us up the way we lift our kids up. He talks about us to the angels the way that we talk about our kids when we're proud of them. And so we have to be humble before the Lord. So what's that first word? We have joyfully. What's that? It's, it's written up there in case you need to cheat, okay? You're allowed to cheat at, at, on, a, on a church quiz. You're allowed to cheat. Joyfully, willingly, humbly. Here's the fourth word. Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. We need to come to God thankfully when we come to church, when we get ready to sing. When we bow in prayer, we need to come not me, 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 give, 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 but God, thank you for what you've given. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for this church. Whoa, you all right? Okay. All right. Thank you. Now go sit down. Don't do this on Sunday, all right? I have so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for. And it all came from God. It all, it's, not because, it's not because of how smart I am. It's not because of how... Because listen, I've tried it on my own. And I got, I got frustrated. But when we trust God... So we got to be thankful. We, how many of us came in tonight and, and we're like, okay, it's time to sing. I have so much to be thankful for. God, every move I make, I make in you. You make me move, Jesus. How many of us really, see, we got to check our hearts. we got to be thankful. God is looking for thankful, thankfulness in everything. Give thanks. This is the will of God. Some of us have wrestled with, what is God's will for my life? What is God's will? And I know some of you, some of you teenagers, you're wrestling with that now. What does God want me to be? What is God's will for my life? Well, let's start with what we know. We know God wants us to be thankful, to be a thankful man, to be a thankful woman. We know God wants us to be thankful. So let's start with that. I think I got four, right? Joyfully, willingly, humbly, thankfully. You think you can remember those four words? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm working on it too, okay? But here's the word. Here's the word. If you're only going to remember one, I want you to remember this one. There was someone who asked Jesus once, Hey, Jesus, what is the most important commandment in the whole Bible? Now, why do you think that they would want to know what the most important command is? Why do you think they wanted to know what the most important one was? Well, maybe they were curious, sure. Why else? All right, bud. Well, I don't know if he really wanted to believe in Jesus because Jesus said, you're 
not far from the kingdom of heaven, but you're not there yet. I don't know what it was like at your home, but in our home and in my home growing up, there were two kinds of rules. There were the rules you could break, and there was the rules you don't break. There were two kinds of rules. And I learned sometimes the hard way, which are the rules you don't break, right? So one of the rules that we had was keep your room clean. Uh, that was not an enforced rule in the Ritchie house. And uh, sadly, that is not an enforced rule in the Ritchie house today. But my mom is a worrier. And you do not show up at home late. Now, I know that surprises you. I was never late for my parents. One time, I was late for mama. One time, that was it. So if mom said 11, I might get there rolling in at 10.59, but I was in the driveway. And if I couldn't make it, I was on the phone. Oh, mom, we got hung up. Well, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm fine. I'm okay. Because that was a rule you don't break. And you know what? They wanted to know what's the most important rule because they thought, well, we'll just break all the other ones, right? Right? Maybe God's like our mom. Maybe God's like our dad. He's only got one or two really important rules. But Jesus said, he gave, he gave the guy two rules. He said, the most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Mark chapter 12. I want to give you the fifth word. It's lovingly. Look at verse 5 again. Verse 5 of Psalm 100 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. You say, well, preacher, I don't, I don't see the word love there. You don't see it, but you hear it, don't you? Don't you hear that David loves God in how he speaks about God? There's a Matt Redmond song. It's a couple years old now, but um, it's, it's a la-la-la song, by the way. La, 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 la. Then he says, everybody praises the thing they love. I love that line. I love that line. We praise the thing that we love. If you spend any amount of time with somebody, you will find out what they love without them having to say the word love by how they speak about hopefully their wife or, or husband, their kids. Maybe it's their sports team that they love. Maybe it's pizza that they love. We praise what we love. And you can hear the love. He praises God for His excellence, for His mercy in saving Him, for His truth in revealing truth to Him. How much time do I spend praising God for who he is, for just who he is. Because if I love him, that's how I'll talk about him, and that's how I'll talk to him. So five words, five words that reveal how to worship God in spirit and truth. We want to do it joyfully. We want to max our dial for God. We want to do it willingly, not out of compulsion, not because we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble with God if I don't show up. We want to do it humbly. We want to do it thankfully. And what it all comes down to is, am I loving God? Am I worshiping and serving Him out of love for Him? Because He deserves 
all the love that he gives us. And we only love him because he first loved us. So let's go to him in prayer. Father, we thank you, God, that you are a loving God. You loved us so much. You sent Jesus to die for our sins. While we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. And you rose him from the dead. And now, God, you forgive us of all of our sins, not based on our works or any goodness in us, but, God, just based on your grace. And we can't work for that, God. We can only receive it by faith when we call on you as our Savior and admit we're a sinner and trust in you for our forgiveness. And so, God, help us to remember every day how much we have to be thankful for and, God, to focus on your love for us to motivate us to be more and more loving of you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all for today. I hope this has made a positive impact in your relationship with Jesus. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you'd like to know how, give one of our pastors a call at 301-724-5876. We would love nothing more than to share the good news with you. If you've never joined us in person, we have services multiple times throughout the week that we would love to see you at. They are Sunday morning Bible study at 9.15 a.m., Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m., Sunday evening service at 6.30 p.m., and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. We also have opportunities for our students to gather. The youth group for grades 6 through 12 meets at 6 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, and our WANA program for 6th grade and under meets at 6.15 p.m. on Wednesdays. Again, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon. But until next time, stay faithful.